Welcome back to the Manifest Podcast. It feels like a hot minute since I recorded an episode of this podcast for you guys. So here I am behind the microphone in Vero Beach, Florida. And let me tell you, it has been a month. <laughs> it has been a month of transformation, of healing, of travel, of adventures, and of course, setting powerful intentions, which brings me to today's theme, which is creating beauty out of chaos and why that's so important. But first, I'd love to give you a little bit of an update about what I've been up to. So you may have seen over on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social platform that in June, I went to France and Monaco and Italy. And this was my first time visiting those three countries. Sean and I decided that we would go on a second honeymoon and travel and have this experience of going on this incredible luxury yacht where we would sail across the Mediterranean, visiting very exotic ports with some incredible people. There were entrepreneurs and artists and thought leaders and all of these new friends that we made, which was an incredible experience to go on this journey for seven days. And the food was incredible. The conversations were amazing. I met people like uh, Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. He sold so many millions upon millions of books. And we got to have some pretty interesting conversations with John Gray that have completely revolutionized my relationship and my marriage. That's definitely a podcast for another day. And I'm hoping that I can get him on as a guest expert on the show in the very near future. So stay tuned for that. And what I will say is that when you travel, you always change and you grow. And I mean, the last couple of years with the pandemic, I didn't think that I would ever get on a plane again. Right. And so when the opportunity and the invitation arrived to go on this Mediterranean adventure. I had to. I absolutely had to. And I'd always dreamed of going to France or visiting the principality in Monte Carlo, going to the casino there and seeing how different it was from Las Vegas. Or um, when we went to Rome and we got to see the usual sites and have the food and see the art and the culture and feel the history. It was such a sacred awakening and a beautiful experience to have and a reminder that we are supposed to have journey uh, journeys and adventures throughout life and we're not supposed to stay the same. <laughs> and so what was beautiful about that experience is that it got me closer to my husband because our intention was to have our second honeymoon and that we did. <laughs> and I got to witness being okay, being away from my children because I had a lot of anxiety around that. This was the longest I'd ever been away from them. And it was also uh, the longest I'd spent that amount of alone time with my husband. And we've been together for it'll be 13 years next year. And this was the longest time that we've been alone with our kids. So it was really an interesting litmus test, if you will, <laughs> to gauge if there was any headbutting or arguments that would happen. And if you read my latest book, Be the Love, you know that I've traveled a very difficult path within my marriage to learn how to receive love and also uh, heal a lot of those internal wounds and emotional scars that I've been carrying around for decades. And I feel like now, this time in my life, they're starting to lift, which is really beautiful. And I'll go into more of that in a moment when I dive into the topic. So the trip was amazing. 
the sites were incredible. The different ports, we went to Portofino and, as I said, Monte Carlo and Bonifacio, which was my favorite. It's this island, of, it's uh, French territory, Corsica, Bonifacio, this beautiful, beautiful island with shopping and cafes and bars, but rich history and churches. Now, I do not identify with any specific religion, even though I was raised Christian. And so I always have very spiritual experiences in churches. And there was this little alleyway that we found ourselves down in in these European countries. And I'm sure if you're in Europe, you're probably hearing me right now going, oh, Sarah, yes, we know. (laughs) But for those of you that haven't yet traveled to Europe or want to go or are reminiscing on the beautiful memories that are there in the different regions and, and places, such as France and Italy, So we found ourselves in this little alleyway and I found a door and we opened it up and it was a church and I went inside and the light was just beautiful and there's pictures of angels and the light is just hitting the different parts of the church and the flowers and I just, I started to cry because it was just so beautiful. I was consumed with the beauty and I think that that is something something to remember in those moments where you just don't know what to do, right? You might be feeling overwhelmed or stressed or having a negative reaction or emotional response. And one thing that is so powerful is remembering the beauty of awe, of stillness, of surrender, of reverence. And I think that was that was probably the main feeling that I was experiencing when I was in that church, the history, the the souls that would have passed through that church, whether it was in celebration or grief. And I mean, some of this stuff dates back to, oh goodness, uh, apparently there's the lady of Corsica or Bonifacio and her bones are over 6,000 BC. That's where they're carbon dated, I believe. So this is old history, old land, so sacred. And so sailing to these different places was quite an experience as well, because, I mean, you're surrounded by water, there's nowhere to go. (laughs) And it was this beautiful, deep blue color. And I remember just connecting with the waves and feeling like I was being carried as a a wave of vibration on this experience. I don't know, I sound... (laughs) I sound a little bit woo-woo right now. <laughs> I'm blissing out, thinking and reliving all of the, the happy times on that 12 days. So the end of the trip, we got to Rome and we were, Sean and I were to spend two days in Rome and we got to our hotel and what was really cool is we were right in the middle of town in this place called Hotel Universo, which is kind of cool. And we were so tired and Rome felt really hot and crowded and overwhelming because we'd just been on this relaxing cruise (laughs) and then we're plonked in the middle of a city where there are lots of tourists and buses and traffic and there was the pride parade which was really cool in Rome that day and so it was just a really amazing shift in consciousness if that makes sense to what we were used to the, the peacefulness of being on the boat to the stark contrast of being in the city. But then again, there was like the beautiful art and history and sculpture and all of the all of the beauty that's there to be consumed. And it was during that time that I started to feel a little under the weather. I didn't feel like I had COVID. <laughs> and then uh, I got progressively worse after I got home to Vero Beach and I did a test the next day because I was really stuffy 
in my nose and I, I'm like, oh, I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. I've had this before. <laughs> and so I did a test and sure enough, I had COVID and, you know, no big deal. It really, it really wasn't. Um, thank goodness. But it lingered <laughs> and I was in bed for nine days. I had a whole bunch of press interviews lined up to promote Be The Love and I've had to reschedule or cancel and I'm going to be getting back to work soon, which is really good because we've got lots of things going on right now. But uh, it was really interesting to have that experience of going away for 12 days and then learning how to relax into the present moment of not having to look after anybody, not having to cook meals or do any of that kind of stuff, to then coming home and being sick and feeling funky right so if you've had COVID you know the deal it shows up differently for different people but for me it was um, in my head I had the worst headaches I've had in my life uh, and the beautiful thing about our bodies is that our bodies have and hold the purest intention to heal themselves if they feel a little bit off so this is where the opportunity to create beauty out of chaos as a theme for the very first podcast episode that I am creating is what we will be diving into in a moment. I think what I've realized the most after going through COVID again, I think I've had it a couple of times now, um, was that slowing down, being forced to slow down because you are physically incapable of lifting your head off a pillow <laughs> is such an interesting experience to the contrast of going away on this Mediterranean adventure to learning to relax and not being on call for tiny humans that want to know what's for dinner or if you can brush their hair or buy them a toy or you know, all of those kind of things that come with the joys of parenthood. And so I had these, this very, these very stark contrasting experiences and it got me thinking about the ways in our life that we become immune or resistant to clearing the chaos or we're, we're so used to being uh, immersed in chaos that we perpetually create it or we surround ourselves with it or we dive into it because it's comfortable and because it's what we're used to. When what our nervous system is really begging us to do is to calm down, to relax, to meditate, to connect with nature, to connect with the universe or God or a higher power. And that this is how we heal our hearts when we can see the beauty in the chaos because the chaos is going to keep coming. This is something that I have seen with thousands of my students and friends and family and of course from personal experience that when the chaos is coming, when the universe is delivering those invitations to get stronger into your reality, it's the opportunity and, and invitation to see the beauty. Uh, my husband Sean quite often quotes this question that he was taught by a mentor many years ago. And the question is this, what's great about this? So when you're in the thick of chaos, of upheaval, of something not going wrong, when you thought it would go right, how can you ask yourself and pause and go, well, what's great about this? Or what is the universe allowing me to experience through this? Right? Because sometimes we can feel powerless because things literally seem like they are out of our control. And most of the things uh, 
that happen in our lives are out of our control. And that's the lesson <laughs> we want to control. We, we hold on so tight to thinking that we can make things happen on our own timeline, in our own way, in the specific and precise details that we envisage in our mind's eye. And I mean, I'm, a, I'm the manifesting teacher, by the way. So this is, this is what I teach, that you can create consciously what you want. But the key thing to remember, the key element to dissect and dismantle right now is seeing the beauty in the chaos. Because if you cannot make peace with the present, no matter what shows up, then, you know, you're always going to be in react mode, in um, first responder mode of putting out fires everywhere you go. And you don't want to train your nervous system to do that. You actually want to allow yourself to relax. And this is why it's so important to remember to take time for yourself to practice self-care. And my husband, oh my goodness, <laughs> my husband has been the most, the most incredible support system, not only for the last 13 years of our relationship, but <laughs> for the last month where I've been unable to take care of things properly or to show up for work or to take care of the kids even in the way that I'd like to. And he's been saying as I've been recovering, how are you nurturing yourself right now? How can you nourish yourself? How can I support you? And it's those questions that allow me to step into my own power because I feel supported. Now, you may not have a supportive partner. You may not have a partner and that's okay. But just remember that you always have the love, the compassion and the unconditional energy of the universe to stand by and support you in each and every moment. But you just have to step into it, allow yourself the stillness, the surrender, the reverence to step back and receive it. And this is where the beauty comes from. The invitation to see the beauty comes from, even if you're in the midst of chaos. <laughs> and you know what, there's sometimes where it's just so chaotic and I cry. Crying is my, my mode of overwhelm. Like my head feels like it's <laughs> going to explode. And I, you know, I, I find it that my patience gets really limited and I have a very short fuse. <laughs> and I'm sure so many of you can relate to that. And just this is just the reminder that when the chaos shows up as it will, it's our ability to navigate it with grace, with trust, and with ease that will move the chaos through to the space of beauty. Time and time again, uh, I can think of ways that in my own life, when the proverbial crap has hit the fan, <laughs> that I've created beauty out of chaos. And what's that phrase that I'm thinking of? Necessity is the mother of invention. And it's like when you're broke, right? When you can't pay your bills, when you're not sure, like I was many years ago and I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids. And then necessity is the mother of invention. What I came up with was a business. I was teaching people about social media, how to connect with people authentically online. Uh, Sean reminded me the other day of when I created this thing called Influence blueprints. And this was in the days before the term influencer was coined. I wrote a book, don't bother buying it. It's very out of date. <laughs> it's called The Power of Influence uh, for Wiley. And I wrote that when I was a single mother on welfare. And the subtitle of the book was 
well, the, the title of the book, The Power of Influence, and the subtitle was The Easy Way to Make Money Online. And I always felt so out of alignment with that because <laughs> there really is no easy way. There are no get rich quick schemes. It's determined by the energy that you put out there and how you serve with an open heart and the people that you help. That energy will then come back to you and that will transmute and alchemize into abundance, right? <laughs> so I wrote this book and that kind of gave me a little bit of a platform to be able to say to people, hey, for 200 bucks, I will look at your website, I will itemize the things you can do to make it better, and I will send you a screencast or a PDF of my observations. And you know what? I sold a few of those. Not not a lot, but enough to be able to get through. And this was in a time where I was having the bank calling me almost hourly, asking me when I would pay my credit card statement or threatening to cut off my electricity or just <laughs> you can't get blood out of a stone. <laughs> I think that's what I tell them that you know, I, I do not have the money to pay back my credit card debt. And back then I was $30,000 in debt. My rent was $310 a week. And I think I was getting from the government back then, maybe 400 bucks. I don't know. It was, there was not much. <laughs> there was nothing left after everything went out. And so I had to get creative, create beauty out of chaos create a positive outcome out of chaos, create stillness out of chaos, whatever you need to do, whatever word you need to replace or find your own path. Just remember that the chaos is the trigger for the work. When you can identify the chaos, whether you have a junk drawer in your kitchen, and I, I teach people with my manifestation courses inside my manifesting academy, so many uh, steps of how to declutter, to create space and energetic alignment and flow. So if you have that junk drawer in your kitchen, how can you create beauty out of the chaos? How can you feel better about knowing where the things are that you're, you know, constantly fossicking in the drawer to find, like the nail clippers or the nail file or hair ties or sticky notes or whatever that catch-all drawer is for you? And you know what I'm talking about. I know so many of you have those kind of things, unless you have really got your organization dialed in. <laughs> and I'm so envious if you do, because that has been a lifelong uh, theme of chaos for me, that sometimes the best laid plans <laughs> kind of there's an undoing around it for me. And so it's a constant uh, cycle of remembering and forgetting. Remembering it feels great when things are organized and neat and made beautiful versus remember and then learning through the chaos and the chaos uh, collecting again <laughs> and then resetting. And so it is this beautiful dance between beauty and chaos, between remembering and forgetting, be between order and chaos. And Sometimes our manifestations, the stepping stones to our big manifestations, the things that we hold so dear in our heart of what we want to manifest, those stepping stones are wrapped up with a pretty bow as chaos. And we can't see it at the time. It's as Florence Scovel Shen, the New Thought writer who wrote The Game of Life and How to Play It, she says that uh, before apparent failure often, well, no, not before, before success often appears apparent failure. So it's those 11th hour manifestations that in the midst of the chaos, when things are going wrong and things aren't going your way, keep holding the vision for beauty, for the highest outcome, for the universe or God to work through you in the way that that beautiful higher power, super conscious energy needs to work through you. 
and it will, (laughs) if you allow it, that is, but so many of us get in our own way, right? And as I'm saying that, my dogs are barking outside. So I think that's Merlin. (laughs) I have three dogs, Cookie, who's an American Cocker Spaniel, Merlin, who is a Spoodle, and Pepper, who is a mini Groodle. So they're these little cute little dogs. Anyway, they're deciding as I'm recording this podcast right now that it is time to bark. So here's the beauty in the chaos, right? You're seeing me walk the talk. You're seeing me in real time (laughs) keep going with that flow, that intuitive download to serve you guys as this podcast episode. So I hope this on some level (laughs) gave you something that you needed today to inspire you to see the beauty in the chaos, to transmute whatever you are currently, what's currently going on or spiraling out of control or whatever drama you're going through to trust that it is just a season. And that very famous phrase, this too shall pass. And just hold that with you, dear, in your heart. Write it down if you need to. And of course, I would love for you to pick up a copy of my latest book called Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness. It's also an audio book, which is really popular because you can hear me talk just like I do on the podcast. And it is, it was, I, I can't tell you, it was so grueling to record. There was so much chaos that happened because of how highly personal the stories are that I share and reveal in the book. And my publisher put it under the, what is it, self-transformation category, I think. If you go into like a Barnes & Noble store or any bookstore, it says self-transformation. And I feel like it should have been under biography because I dig so deep into things that I really, (laughs) it's funny. I, I always found myself at the choice point when I was writing the book to either playful out and share from my heart and share all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or just keep it more two-dimensional. So you're going to get some 4D and 5D and be the love. And you can get that from anywhere you can buy books or go to Amazon, I think it is. Yes. Um, Or my website, sarahprout.com. And I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast. So thank you so much for being here with me today. It's great to reconnect. I can't wait to get into the swing of things again and record some more episodes. And of course, if you would like me to record something specific or if you would like to leave a review, please do so on the podcasting platform you are currently listening to this on. And that would mean the world to me because remember, the energy you put out there comes back to you. All right. Lots of love and bye for now.